Welcome to track number three of Tasters or Partakers. Hello. All right. Now, Job chapter 6, verse 29. Return, I pray you, let it not be iniquity. Yea, return again. I was giving you uh, yesterday, what was the last topic? Examples of tasting, isn't it? Okay. I'm giving you more examples of tasting in the ministry. Right? More examples of tasting in the ministry. Annette. Okay. Is there, Job 6.29, let it not be iniquity, yea, return again. My righteousness is in it. Verse 30. Is there any iniquity in my tongue? Cannot my taste discern perverse things? Amen. Amen. In other words, this is another uh, one on the tasting. Here he is saying that when you taste something, can you not see that this is something bad? Now, it's interesting that many of us have rather experienced the ministry... And uh, have not been able to see that it is good. Many of us have experienced the world. And seen, we cannot see that it's perverse. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, we need to come to the place. You want to change it? This one is okay. Or you, want, you don't like this one? I'm alright with anyone that's working. Amen. Amen. You must be able to see that it is perverse. Bad. Perverse is another word for bad. Now, when I was working in the hospital, Kolebu Hospital, by, after working there for one year, I realized there was something wrong with that work. Amen. Are you understanding? That's what he's asking that. Cannot your tongue, cannot my taste discern? Perverse things. You see, so tasting, God has given you the ability to taste so you can quickly see that this is good. This is bad. Amen. Where is everybody? There are some people who are not here. Is, is there something going on? Another project? Another? Where is Susan? Is she gone? She's gone back to work? She's picking herself over there. Where is Patrick? Where's it, Chan? What, what, what's happening? Is there some project I don't know about? I'm very conscious of the presence of everybody, sleepiness, absence, everything. I notice it all. That, that's how I am. Do you understand? Yeah. It's called perspicacity. <laughs> Maybe they fell asleep. Yeah, deeply. You got to call them? Okay, Pastor Joel, she's going to call. You want to call as well? Three people can go call. One, two, how many people? <laughs> All right. Amen. Amen. Cannot my tongue discern. Now, God wants you in this camp to be able to, 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 be able to discern 
useless things. Amen. Amen. God wants you to discern things that are useless. Amen. Amen. Okay. Now, the last scripture that I want to give you on tasting. Amen. Is a very powerful one. Hallelujah. And it's found in Daniel chapter number 5. Wow. In Daniel chapter 5 verse 1 you see a very foolish man tasting. Bible says that Belshazzar the king made a great feast to a thousand of his lords and drank wine before the thousand. And Belshazzar, whilst he tasted the wine, commanded to bring the golden and silver vessels which his father Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple which was in Jerusalem, that the king and his princes, his wives and his concubines might drink therein. Then he brought, they brought the vessels that were taken out of the temple of the house of God, which was at Jerusalem. And the king and his princes and his wives and his concubines drank in them. They drank wine and praised the gods of gold and silver. Where's the next verse? Go down. Huh? Is it there? Last paragraph. Uh, okay, drank in them. They drank wine. Yeah, they drank wine. And praised the gods of gold and of silver and of brass and of iron and wood. It's a very good evangelistic <laughs> message. <laughs> and praised the gods of wood and stone. Amen. Amen. Now, all this came about from a taste of wine. It made him move further into foolishness. Do you understand? It made him go deeper into perversity. Now, unfortunately, some of us have been granted by the Lord to taste what it's like to be an American. Instead of, instead of that taste leading you to wisdom, it's leading you deeper to praise the gods of gold and the gods of silver and the gods of brass. Yeah. People have tasted small that you've tasted. You are now here to praise the gods of gold and the gods of silver. The money gods that are here and the gods of, of wood, the gods of stone. They praise them. Huh. But in the same hour came forth the fingers of a man's hand and wrote over against the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. That means he saw just here. It's not Frankenstein's movies only that have that. In the Bible we have it. Only a movie hand. Are you there? Are you listening? Yes. Amen. Yes. So ladies and gentlemen, tasting of the ministry should have led you deeper into the house of the Lord and into the, the ways of the Lord. Amen. Amen. 
and not away from God. Hallelujah. Are you listening? So, now we want to move on to become partakers. So, what does it mean to be a partaker? And I'm going to give you 20 meanings of the word partake. Or 20 things that it means to be a partaker. Amen. Are you there? Are you sure you are there? Now, to be to to partake of something, right, means number one, to be a partaker, it means to be united with something. I'm giving you definitions and meanings in the English language. I'm not brother, do you write notes? You write it by writing it in your head. Because you're just sitting staring at me. I don't know whether it's a new... Is there some technology you have that maybe I don't know about? You're using it on your computer? It could be a voice-activated note writing. Macintosh software. No, you don't have to write. But I, I was just wondering. Because I, I, I always want to know about the new technology that, that there is. Isn't it? Because high tech is something that we use a lot now. Is is that not so? To be united with. Now, when you are just tasting of the ministry, you are not united. Your life is not united with ministry. Number two, to partake is to join yourself to another. Amen. To join yourself to another. Okay. I'm just giving you the English and then after that I'm going to tell you what it means. Alright? Number three. To be a partaker is to become involved with something. Number four. To be a partaker is to be a component of something. Number five. To be a partaker is to be a piece or a part of a whole. Amen. Amen. To be a partaker is to is to be one of those that constitute the whole. Amen. Amen. Seven. To be a partaker is to be a recognized representative. Now, when you are doing the ministry in a certain casual way, you are not a recognized representative. You are recognized representative of wherever you work. In it. Are you there? Now God wants you to be a recognized representative of the ministry. You see? When I go to places, ask me what do I do? When I come into America, what am I coming to do here? I don't say I'm coming to practice medicine. I'm coming to preach. And they say, what church? And I mentioned the church. So I'm a representative of the church. I've shifted from being a representative of medicine to being a representative of the church. What do you think? Yeah. Because that's what I do from morning to evening every day. When I go in Ghana, 
people greet me. They don't greet me because I work at the hospital. They don't greet me because occasionally I meet people. The other day I was on a South African Airways flight coming from Johannesburg. And I, I, walk, I was walking, I was at the back somewhere of the plane. As I was walking, then a gentleman stopped me and he said, Are you a doctor? He said, you, you treated me many years ago in the hospital. And he told me what I did for him. Yeah, I'm surprised. You see, but that's, that's very uncommon now to meet somebody who, that was the person's doctor. I'm now a recognized representative of the church. <laughs> Christianity. And that's what God wants. You see, when you are just tasting something, you can't be a representative of it. But when you partake of it fully and become fused and join, then you can become a recognized representative. Shayabas. Number eight is to be to be a partaker is to be amalgamated. Amalgamated to something. It's a powerful word. Number nine. To be a partaker is to completely merge with another. Amen. Amen. To be a partaker is to completely merge with another. To be a partaker is to bond with. Now, how many want your life to completely merge with the work of God? Yeah. How many realize that your life is not completely merged with the work of God? Is it completely merged? That's why I'm preaching at this camp. I want your life to be completely merged with the work of the Lord. Isn't it? I want your life to be completely merged. Merge. Merge your life with the work of God. Wow. You know, some of the people that I have working with me, bless their hearts. When you come to see them working now, you wouldn't even know that they were top secular workers some years ago. Because, and when you come to the church, you know, you, you, would, you wouldn't even be able to recognize like, like this person is a doctor or this person has even been to school. You see, when I'm preaching something, you will not know that I've been to school before. How many realize that? Or you've not, you've not noticed that? Or it looks like I've rather been to school? <laughs> it depends on what you are listening to. Yeah. And where I'm preaching. But at times when I'm preaching, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know that I've been to school before. Yeah. You wouldn't know. A certain lady who's my wife's friend, I think she's from Japan. She came and she, had, she, she met my wife. She's my wife's friend. So she, after that, I was around and my wife pulled me to say hello to her. So I talked with her for just a few minutes. When I left, she said, Ah! Your husband, he speaks differently. But when he preaches, you know, I don't know what, what she had heard or what she had been listening to. He speaks differently. He speaks English uh, in a certain way. I didn't know he could speak English like that. So, <laughs> so you see, depending on what you listen, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know. If you, if you see my secretary, you never know that my secretary can be a bank manager. Yeah, just typing. And I mean, other things. You never know the person is a manager of a bank. Yeah. Top, top people. They are just walking around there. Doctors are carrying boxes. 
You see, when your life is merged with the work of God, you even become humble. Recently, somebody came to full-time ministry and she, she, she made a confession. She said, Bishop, I don't know what my, how my mind has been working. Because she was one of these top people. And she said, I don't think I could have come into full-time ministry some time ago. I said, why? She said, I think I was proud. I was too proud to be here. You see, because it takes a certain hum- humiliation or humbling from what you think is great to just be, I mean, you are just moving around as if you, are, you, as if you don't know anything else. Yeah. That's what she said. She said I th- I, wh- because the different places this person are were and the thousands of dollars and what have, the person has earned before and the levels and the places the person has worked. She said, I think I was proud. Ministry, when your life is merged with it, you have to eat the humble pie of ministry. Yeah. Merge your life. With God's work. Are you listening to me? Yeah. And you merge. People give you offerings. And you eat. That's the offering you eat. Gifts. Light wafers. <laughs> Wafers with honey. You have to say thank you and receive it. That's how that's how we live. Is it not how we live? Yeah. Everything you have is merged with God. And if you have something, say, oh, God is from the church. You have to accept it. It's from the church. Where again is it from? Which other work do you do? It's from the church. Sure. You are joking. <laughs> We're expecting something different. All right. So you become merged with the church in such a way that people don't even separate you from the church. The church and you seem to be one thing. But I notice that thing happens to all the people who come and work for the Lord. After some time, they become like, they are not great people anymore. Great in a certain sense of, when I say great, I'm talking about earthly greatness. There's some greatness that they are just, they are just the person. That's how ministry is. When you are merged with the church, it's like you are just that person. But you are not like the so-and-so up there, this and that and the one who works at the... You have have nothing. You are just nothing. You've merged. Zimbo. (laughs) Number 11. To be a partaker is to bond with. Wow. Number 12. To be a partaker is to be united with. United. United Airlines. Number 13, to be a partaker is to commit yourself to something. Commit yourself to. To be a partaker is to perpetrate certain activities. 15, to be a partaker is to entrust yourself to something. Ah. See, you're going to partake of it. When you're going to partake of the real thing, now you find yourself entrusting yourself to it. 
when Pastor Joel was coming to full-time ministry, he had to entrust himself. And he called me aside one day. And he said, Bishop, I just have one thing that I want to ask. And I said, what is that? He said, I want to be treated fairly. <laughs> hey! It was fair treatment. Hey! I want to be treated fairly. <laughs> if then, I'm entrusting myself to this thing. I want to be treated fairly. That if you have a car, I also want to have a car. <laughs> if you have a house, I also want to have a house. If you have a Rolex watch, I also want a Rolex watch. Hey! I said, I've heard. I've heard. <laughs> so you see that when you are about to partake, because if, if, if somebody is giving you food, and you're about to partake of the food. You get it? You're entrusting yourself to the food. That's why Saddam Hussein and all these other people, they have tasters who come and taste the food and see whether you stay alive before they entrust themselves to that thing. Yeah. One day I went to a hotel and the president was coming, was staying there. But you didn't know that he was there. Because it was a small hotel. There were soldiers in the bushes everywhere, all around. Yeah. You only know that the place is just different. So, but I happened to know somebody who was inside the hotel. So I said, what is it like when the president came there? He said, hello. They took over everything. They brought their own chef. Their own, and we cleared away all our kitchen people. Yeah. Because to partake of a food that you have made for me, eh, I'm entrusting myself to you. And I cannot trust you, so I have to bring my own chef. I'm not sure whether you will treat me fairly. (laughs) Are you there? To be a partaker is to perpetrate certain activities. To be a partaker is to entrust yourself to something. To be a partaker is to be embedded. Embedded in something. If, for instance, I wanted to come to partake of the American dream. If I want to partake of the American dream. What do I have to do? I have to be embedded in this society. So I need an... What do you have? Your social security number? Is that the social security? I don't have a social security number. I don't have one. Because I'm not... I don't have an American social security number. Because I'm not, I'm not American. I don't live here. I don't have anything to do with... I don't have an American driving license. I don't have any of those things. I'm not embedded in this society. I just flash through occasionally. Very occasionally. Yeah. I don't have all the things you have. I don't have a green card. I don't have nothing. You get it? Yeah. I just flash through. I'm not embedded. But you, you need a social security number. You need a driving license. 
You can't move around. You can't, you can't live without all these things. You have to be embedded in the society before you can even maneuver. Even sometimes as a visitor, you need a whole lot of things to be able to maneuver here. Are you there? Yeah. Number 17, to be a partaker is to be entrenched in something. Number 18, to be a partaker is to be rooted deeply in something. Number 19, to be a partaker is to penetrate. And number 20, to be a partaker is to infiltrate. Amen. Amen. Okay, now, let's go into, I'm going to give you 23 things that it means to be a partaker. I mean, I'm going to give you the real definitions. Amen.